Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joined with me, as I'd never know how to say that, jo- joining me is June Williams. Hello. And Jeremy Bratitich. You should say, joining me as always. Isn't that what you normally say? I yeah, think yeah, I, I say... That's what, that time. feels right. That I feels normally right, say yeah. something like, joined with me. Like, or as always, joining me. Yeah, I always mess it up. It's always like, uh, 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 dude. <laughs> uh, how Can are I we? get to me at the hip like Matt Damon? What? <laughs> See that movie? Stuck on you. Movie's dumb. It's about, it's about what if you were alive and you were connected to the hip to Matt Damon. How are we all? <laughs> Disconnected to Matt Damon, that's how I am, Carrie. Yeah, well, it's too. like week five of isolation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose it is. This is our third um, remote recording. I guess that makes sense. We, we were kind of being um, uh, almost overly cautious for the time when we did it the mm. first time, I guess. But, you know, here we all are and, you know, the the midst of this is just going to take months. So that's okay. I'm going all right. You, you, two, do, you two going okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got to uh, see Cloud. Couldn't be better. You got to what? I got to see Cloud. Ah, uh, yes. We all did. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm... Yeah, no, it's been interesting because everyone's... There's, there's this pervasive narrative of people being more productive now that they have time online at the moment, and it's something I just... I'm struggling to do <laughs> to be more productive. I'm finding it very difficult, but it's um. What's your uh, isolation hobby? I feel like everyone's ha- picked up a new isolation hobby. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm 45 hours into Final Fantasy VII remake, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been less than two weeks. So <laughs> I think that's probably the answer to your question. Um, what, what about has you? Been, mine has been cooking and gardening. You've been cooking? I've been cooking. I made some What's... tuna casserole from scratch. Ooh! Ooh. It was real good. Uh, didn't It didn't form together as well as I'd hoped, but that's because I didn't put flour in it, as everybody had told me to do after that. So did you read the recipe and were like, it, the flour, recipe did who not, needs it? Did not at all mention flour. What the recipe did mention was condensed soup. Which I didn't have, so regular soup. What is, is condensed what I soup? I don't know. It was an American recipe, obviously. None of the recipes I had mentioned flour. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it was just like a good uh, tuna pasta bake by the end of it. Great. Yeah. Pasta bake. Um, and always. potato and leek soup as well. Oh, that's my favorite. What did you get? It's been hearty. It's been like very good soup weather recently. Oh, mm. it has been. And it's been some gloomy days good days mm. to just like sit inside and do something or be mm. by like yep. the stove yeah in my house we have a fake fireplace which is just a heater um and it's real good to just sit in front of that with soup and animal crossing i don't yes. think it, fake fireplace yeah no as in it turns on and it's got like a fake like screen that like plays fire oh, but right. it just like jets out hot air and okay. so you like touch the fire and it's like ice cold because it's just metal when you said it's a, a fake fireplace that's just a heater. I was like, I think that's just called a heater. That's not a fake fireplace. <laughs> oh no, it, it's got like stones and everything. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Uh, 
Well, cool. Well, let's get through the rigmarole and then crack on with the with with the last couple of weeks of gaming news and impressions and stuff. Um, this is minimap.com that I use bi-weekly podcast. Um, we come together and we talk about the news that's happened and the games we've been playing and what we think about the question of the week slash Fortnite slash Fortnite question of the week. And then, uh, and then you get to listen to it. If you like that, if you like the sound of it, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau and support us over there or just head to minimap.com.au and have a look at any of our articles, any of our previous podcast episodes. We've got a bit of stuff up there now, you know, been going a little while. Um, incoming imminently is my Final Fantasy VII remake review, um, which is, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the draft stages currently, hopefully I want to get it out at the same time the podcast comes out at the end of, um, this, this middle week of April, but, um, uh, yeah, look out for that. Um, and aside from that, let's, let's crack into it. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. is touching his face when he shouldn't be. I am touching my, I'm at home. It's okay. Um, that's not <laughs> um, Jeremy, tell me about your continued experiences in Half-Life Alex. Uh, so I didn't play it for a while because Final Fantasy came out um, and my housemate was playing uh, Half-Life and he's a big Half-Life fan and I have never finished a Half-Life game. Um, but he finished it and he was like, Jeremy, you got to fucking play this game. <laughs> and so I finished Final Fantasy and I went, all right, time to play Half-Life again. Um, that game is still the best VR game that I've played. Um, it's uh, a lot scarier, I think, than other Half-Life games. Half-Life games are spooky, and- man. Like, they're not... They're not not scary. No, no, but this is like almost like this is like a survival horror game. <laughs> like this is like like ammo management and like trying. So like, there's one just specific area that I want to talk about, um, which is like a good little anecdotal area. Um, a good way to d- describe how spooky this game can get. So you're underground in like in a big swampy. It's not a sewer, but it it might as well be like like a it's it's, it's like part of like a foundry. And it's all cement and metal. And all of a sudden you like turn a corner in this very dark, very, very uh, scary looking area. And there's just like the zombie fungus all over the fucking walls and shit. And you have to get to the other side. And it's a big room that snakes left and right and left and right and left and right. And all through this room is no light apart from the torch, which is on your hand, which is not the hand you've got the gun on. So if you want to look forward, you have to sort of like put either both hands on the gun or have one hand free with the gun and the other hand like acting as like a torch, sort of like the Iron Man. Um, and <laughs> The Iron Man. The Iron Man. Um, not, not, not any Iron Man, the Iron Man. Um, and the reason this area stuck out to me so much is because all it is is full of fucking barnacles, um, which are the... If, if you're not familiar, it's the alien which stays on the roof yes. and has a long, big tentacle that will suck up anything that touches the tentacle. I thought when you said, um, this room is full of barnacles, I was like, I didn't know you were such a crustacean fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, um, no these, are, these are the bad barnacles. These, these are the ones that uh, if, if you walk through them, they lift you up and slowly start sucking up that long tentacle until they get to you and then they kill you. Um 
if it is it is never not freaky to all of a sudden start being lifted up while you're in vr and then looking up and seeing like a barnacle mouth slowly getting closer to you Mm. and you have to like shoot up and like start shooting it before like you get to the top um the great thing about this game is because a lot of it is like physics-based puzzles half-life um you can like pick up any any object and you can like throw it in the barnacle yeah and it'll like start to suck it up and that feels great in vr because i'm just like carrying around like random bits of like rubbish that i found around in the hope that like i've got enough pieces of rubbish around me when i need to keep moving through these barnacles and so i'm just like throwing shit at barnacles and like running through areas as fast as i can um and then there's like a bit in the middle of like this room where there's no rubbish nearby (laughs) It, it is it is like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to start, like, shooting these things before I go through them. And I'm, like, looking at my ammo count, and it's dropping and dropping and dropping as I'm, like, slowly getting to the end of the barnacle-filled area. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> and what I did was I, like, I turned around. Um, so, like, some, some pieces of rubbish will be eaten by the barnacle, and then they'll drop down their, um, uh, their tentacle, tentacle again after they've eaten the object. But if the object's too big, they'll just drop the object. So you've got like a barrel. Yeah. You're you're great because like the barrel will drop and you can use it again for the next one that's in front of you. Um, but there were no barrels and it was only just like bits of debris and like cones and like water bottles and stuff that were on the ground. And so that was a that was a great little little like almost like I suppose it's like a set piece um, that they had put together like just like a little area that's pretty well confined um that and yeah it was it was real good that game's real good did you finish it no okay. wait like that area or the game the game no no the game is very long that's like a 19 hour game and in vr that's like a lot of effort okay fair enough um but my housemate finished it and he said he liked the ending so i'm excited to get there Cool. He said, I'm also not going to understand it, considering I've never played any Half-Life games. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I mean, I so don't that'll understand be, that'll Half-Life be endings anyway, so, like, you're, you're fine. <laughs> cool. Um, cool. Um, hey, June. Hello. Tell us about Doom. I think last time we were here, you were you were frantically trying to order it, and then the, the website wouldn't let you. <laughs> how, did, how, how did it go once you finally got it? <laughs> uh, that was a chaotic two hours. Um... <laughs> It's really good. I I was just talking to Jeremy about it. I think I'm about halfway in mm. now. Um, it's starting to get really difficult, um, which is what I expected. And I think the fact that I don't really play first person shooters um, isn't helping with that. But um, it's very very fun, and the music's really really good, and it's really satisfying. And it's like gory in like a very good way. <laughs> good <laughs> I feel goal. like I feel like every time I like glory kill something there's always like a different glory kill that I hadn't haven't seen before so like I'll be like playing it and then like I have been playing a little bit with my housemate and then we'll kill something and then we'll both be like oh that was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um it's really fun. It's, yeah. It's been really good. Um I That's think good. I'm gonna. I think I am gonna turn the difficulty down though, and see how I go on a lower difficulty, so I can finish it because I'd want to uh, listen to all the music. Because yeah. <laughs> that I, is the only reason I'm playing that game. Are you playing it on normal at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jeremy suggested. I. What did you say? Yeah. Put, so put so w- when I got to an area that was stuck, I put it down to the lowest difficulty, and then slowly ramped up as I wanted more and more challenge. Um, 
that was the most fun I had with that game because you're never stopping like dying in that game feels like terrible because like oh no like everything like the the flow has suddenly just halted I'm like Mm. fuck um, which is why there's extra lives in that game. I, I think I figured out because then they give you that extra chance to just like fucking keep going. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I I put it down to the lowest and then slowly ramped up. So I was always at a constant pace. Mm. Um, I think I'll have to do that as well because I think you're right. I think once you do die, it's like, well, I mean, the loading times aren't long, but it's no. also like, I don't want to have to be sitting through that every minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just getting yeah it's just getting frustrating and it makes me not want to pick it up um so there, there are some games like like celeste that handle like player death really well where it's like mm. it's not punishing to die it's just a part of the process but like dying in doom or like in an action game or like even playing the remake like where it's just punishing like that anytime always makes me just like oh i'm a terrible human being and i don't want to play this game anymore I don't know if it's sort of punishing because, like, the respawn time is, like, fairly fast, but I'll, I'll, uh, later in, a lot of the checkpoints are quite spaced out, I suppose. Yeah. So it's it's really annoying to have to go from the start again. But yeah. um, yeah. Especially because, like, I know I'm so close. Like, I know there's just, like, one more, like, mini boss to, like, beat and I'll be, like, done. But it's, like... What a location are you in? Um... I'm not uh, speaking a name, just like what does it look like? Because then, like the names, I I wouldn't know either. There's two big uh, statues no, like, in like, the background, like, what, and they're fighting. What like world are you in? I don't know. Like, what does it look like? I don't pay attention to the plot. Um, no, no. What does it look like? I don't know. I'll find I'll find a pic later and send it to you. I don't remember. Okay. Um, are you in like the, the? Are you still in like a? It hell all looks area? like doom to me. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'll finish it and it'll be excellent and I'll have more to say about it later. Yeah, and you'll get to hear all that end music that Jeremy was talking about. Yes. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Good. <laughs> That's so good. It was funny because last week you were like, Carrie, listen to this. And we're all we we're listening to like in the break, we're listening to like the Doom music, like the, the final episode, not, not episodes, but the final level Doom music that you were like, listen to this. It's not even this... the final level. No, no, but one yeah. of the, and then... This week we were listening to Pokemon Gen 4 Lake music <laughs> before we started. Um, Jeremy. Can you talk to me about Final Fantasy? No. I want to save that to the end of this because I, I, want, I want a little bit of space to ramble a bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. um, talk to me about Red Desert Render. Yeah. So I spoke about this game a little while ago. Um, maybe a couple months ago. Um a game by Ian McClarty, a uh, developer whose games I find extraordinarily interesting. Um, Jump Grid was one of my favorite games of 2018. Um, he put out a game called Red Desert Render, where you get to like wander around a generated desert, and it's like really, it's like it's really like lo-fi, but it's very that's very right. And you got to ride the bathtub through the bear or something. Yeah, yeah. You go into a bathtub, then you can fly. It's great. It's like a hell of a game. Um, <laughs> free, for, uh, free on itch. Everyone should go check it out. Uh, I, I follow Ian on Twitter, and I was like on just browsing my timeline one day, and all of a sudden I see that uh, he had posted that Red Desert Render now has online multiplayer, 
And like I did like the fucking Looney Tunes like what? <laughs> and so I immediately just like jumped on and sure enough there's a button that's just like press P to enable multiplayer. Oh there you and go. And I did. And like the game's world is like really big. So he also added a button to just like teleport to another player. <laughs> and so I did, and all of a sudden like me and like five other people were just like wandering around like this desert. And it's great because there's no, like, text chat or anything. But what there is, you can press a button to stretch your character model real tall. <laughs> <laughs> like, like infinitely tall. And so you can see someone, like, really far away, just, like, this straight line, and then it just, like, disappears again when you, like, take your finger off the button. And you got another <laughs> button that just, like, gives you an arrow above your head, which just lets you point. What the hell? And it's phenomenal. And so me and like five other people, one of the character models looked different to all the others. I'm assuming that was Ian. Um, we're just like wandering around like this desert, just like pointing at shit and just walking over to the shit we're pointing at. And then it's like, like real tall, normal, real tall, normal, real tall, normal. <laughs> it's just like a really like basic online like interaction but it's so it's so charming. It's so so sweet. And then we all like wandered around the desert till we all found like a bathtub, all hopped in it and started like flying around and shit. Um and yeah, like that's it. I just really wanted to shout it out because I had like a really fantastic half an hour <laughs> pointing and getting really tall in a desert <laughs> on a free game on itch.io. That's so funny. We should give that a go. We should we should do that after this. <laughs> it's great. That game's like twenty five meg too. It's like it's really? it's great. It's 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 very small. Wow. Funny. I, I assume I guess because I assume it has it has the word render in it, so I assume it's like some graphical like whoa. Oh no no no! It's it's like super lo fi. It looks like a it's like three D like Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah yeah. Like everything is like super pixely. It's not lo-fi in that it's, like, low resolution, because it's high resolution, but, like, all of, like, the textures and everything is all really low. Yeah. Cool. Um, how... What's our Animal Crossing update for the last couple of weeks? Terraforming, baby! Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is that... Is, 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 is it good? It's good. It's um very overwhelming, and, like, I feel like I've been thinking about what to do with my island since, like, day one, and I still don't have any, like, answer to that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have a big mood. But I, my my one annoyance at the moment is that I put I relocated my museum to like on top of the cliff, except I moved it like slightly too far to the left. So if I want to move it again, I'm gonna have oh. to pay five fifty thousand. But you can't move it. You can't place a building too close to another building. So you can't just place a museum over the museum. <laughs> You have so to place it somewhere it else. Pay fifty thousand again to move it to the actual spots. I'm gonna pay a hundred thousand to move it slightly to the right. Hey, but you just made some serious bank with your nips. Yeah, exactly. So it's like nothing in the grand scheme of things. But um... <laughs> sorry, that's what people are calling. I just realised what you said. Uh, I know, but like they don't say that. People say nips. No one says nips. Uh, uh, they say them, but they don't say them in terms of like making money, unless like someone's made like an OnlyFans. Carry. How are your nips today? <laughs> Bankable. Uh, gonna go to Nook's cranny and ask about nips. Um, nips cranny. 
has anyone done something like what I've done and slowed down severely? Yes, but then I unlocked Hammer Forming and I think I'm playing more than I was previously. Right, okay. So, so having that extra creativity, that freedom is just a bit yeah. more of a, yeah. a motivator. Interesting. I, um, I, I took a few days off as well. Like, I, there was like a, about three days I didn't play. Um, and then I played like 10 minutes one day and then played like half an hour the other day. Then I played like an hour the next day. And the good thing is you, you, you can just play 10 minutes of it and then put it down and then yep. don't have to pick it up again. Like 100%. I think yeah. I've missed two days now and I haven't really like, missed out on anything. So I've hard stopped on Animal Crossing. Um, and it's coincided with a couple of things. One, I've been lucky enough to be very, very busy at work, like three to five days a week. Shit. Like I've been working. Um, and that's, fine but it's meant that i've been very sort of you know i haven't had that much time in the morning when i come home you know i need to organize dinner and on top of getting final fantasy and being really compelled to play it i felt like logging on every day to get my cherries and dig up the fossils and shake the trees and talk to every villager so i get the stamp faster and stuff like that it started mounting on me as sort of this obligation that i wasn't meeting and it's kind of like the opposite of what I was enjoying about the game in the first place. So I kind of just eased off. I was like, okay, this is clearly something I enjoyed four weeks ago when the game came out, when it was low pressure and I didn't have much going on. I was at the stint of a few, like a few long weeks. So I had a few days off and so I could really dive into it at hours at a time. And I didn't have anything else better to do. Animal Crossing was perfect, but um, having this this game, this other game that I really wanted to play and being like busier than I normally am. So, you know, sort of managing that in terms of my own, you know, psyche or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just really been this like thing that I haven't wanted to go near. So everyone's asking me about turnip prices and I'm like, oh, hang on, let me go get through Isabel's speech. And it's like, she has nothing to report because I haven't been doing anything. It's, it's really weird. But at the end of the day, I know it's going to be there for me when I'm ready for it. So um, it's been... I, I, I think the reason why I was kind of resisting stopping for a bit, and I think it's because I was kind of in step with everyone else, right? Because everyone started at the same time, and everyone was, like, within a day or two of each other. It was like, oh, I just had my April Sisters store move in, and oh, this, and oh, have you had a meteor shower? I want to come over and stuff like that. And um, but Yeah, that was just starting to get to me to the point. I was like, all right, that's, like, I, I got to call it. <laughs> I got to call it. I got to, like, distance myself from that pressure and actually take it at my own pace now, so... Yeah. yeah, like, that is, that is I think, the way... Like, that is the key to that game. Um, like, I think, like, looking back, I think maybe the idea of being in a group chat for you, Kerry, that is an Animal Crossing focus group chat as your first Animal Crossing experience with people who have played Animal Crossing before mm. um, is not the best. <laughs> um, I've had a great couple of weeks, but yeah. Oh, totally, like, 100%. Um, but it also, like, it makes you, like... It, it, it gets to you like, oh, like I am behind other people. Like, and then you're like, oh, well, I don't want to catch up because it's going to take me literally days and I'm not going to be able to catch up. Totally. Um, so like once you get over like that hump, like that, that's why at the beginning I wasn't super active in that chat um, because I was like legitimately just like taking it at my own pace and like spending days where I would only do like a little bit and then I would do like a lot one day and then like a little bit one day. Um, that is like 
the game needs to be like your own pace yeah that is like that is the joy to that game yeah so, did yeah. i tell you guys about um when my friend came over the other day no and no. i'd sort of like forgotten that um people that are new to the game don't know uh animal crossing etiquette i suppose so like what do they steal (laughs) so i had a bunch of hybrids growing and i had all my fruit trees and i had um all that kind of stuff and like they'd never played animal crossing before so like they didn't know how flowers grew or like how fruit works and stuff like that so they uh pulled up all my hybrids and (laughs) took all my flowers but like instead of like um digging them out of the ground and taking them they were just picking them yeah um so like a lot of them grew back but it's also like what's the point of that anyway and like they yeah. they like cut down a couple of my fruit trees and what <laughs> i know and like i didn't have the heart to like tell them like bro like you can't do that so um they asked me to come like if they could come over the uh, again like a couple of days ago and um and I was like to my friend, I'm like, how do I say this politely? Like, how do I say, please don't pick my fucking flowers? Um, and my friend was like, just post a, a link to Animal Crossing etiquette in like the group chat <laughs> and oh. leave it at that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, anyway, I did, <laughs> and it was fine. Every, everything was fine. But I, I had sort of forgotten that like there is mm. an etiquette to follow when you're visiting other people's town, and like you know, you don't take their resources and you don't like run through their flowers and oh. stuff like that. Yeah, oh. like one of the one of the first things one of, one of my housemates did when they came to my island was just like break one of my rocks. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> and like it was it was like uh, to be fair, like she had eaten like some fruit and she just wanted to like mine the rock, but she just like broke it immediately. Yeah, and I screamed like, "No, Jeff, why?" <laughs> and then she was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, like don't don't, don't break my rocks. They they come back like, but they took forever to come back." And she's like, "Oh." Sorry, I'm like it's all good. Just don't break anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fruit system in that game is really weird, but you know it's it's all a part of that. You know, giving you more control stuff. Um, so you can break the rocks and you can move the trees if you want to. Um, I like it though. It's good because like you couldn't move tr- f- trees like in full in New Leaf at all. So yeah, I mean, what you have to, to you have to chop it down and then regrow, plant it. a new one. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. No, it is good. It's just like, I don't know. It it means it means I never want to eat fruit, and then when I do, I'm like super paranoid about how I'm using it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um. What did you all think of uh, Bunny Day? Uh, bad. Bad. Yeah. Bad. I did not make any furniture, and I sold all my eggs. Oh, I was I was just about to say you make double on the furniture that you do when you craft it in yeah i can't be i really can't be fucked <laughs> yeah no no fair I enough did not care at all by the end of it yeah no like it's a cool idea that like you get event resources by doing the things you normally do so you get wood eggs for chopping trees and water eggs for fishing and balloon mm. eggs for ballooning but like it's like the amount of eggs i pulled out of the freaking ocean when when phoebe was like hey can you just catch me a fish and it was a fish I'd seen a thousand times before, and every time I caught, it was like it was like a medium-sized fish in a in a river. And so every time, I, every single time, it was a freaking egg. And I'm like, how do I hook an egg? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't want this egg. I'm not gonna do anything with it. And Zipper is also like, uh, like straight out of Five Nights at Freddy's, and like, 
I did not like the event. <laughs> it reminded me of an event for like a mobile game. Like one of the ones that it's like, all it does is get in the way of your own, of your progression in the normal game. And you feel like you should be dedicating time to the event until you like, you get to the point where you just like, don't care about the event anymore. Yeah. And you start ignoring it. And then by the end of the event, it's like, oh, well, you could have made so much money if you spent time on the event. I'm like, yeah, but the event was bad. Yeah, you're like, like fuck you. I didn't want to. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a post that was saying, like, um, maybe Nintendo didn't anticipate for the little pandemic that's happening at the moment. And they yeah. thought that, you know, people are going to be playing for, you know, an hour or so at a time. So True. they would enjoy it in small doses, whereas, you know, now everyone's playing it for you know, half the day more. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Every like, day. If the worst part about that game is that the Bunny Day stuff was, like, too pervasive. But, like, the people I know who are really into it, it didn't stop them, you know? They just yeah. they just made all the furniture, they got the special event stuff, and then they got to sell all of the furniture that they made. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's weird. Because, like, aside from that, Nintendo's in this perfect storm at the moment where they're selling Switches faster than ever before. Like, they've had enough time to sort of, like, concrete themselves as the family system to the point that anyone who's like, oh, let's get a console, let's get a Switch, like, like, it's the immediate go-to right now. And Animal Crossing is just the perfect timing. It's, it's, it's so strange and bizarre and good for them. So if that's the worst we could say about the game, I think that's, you know, good. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I don't think that event is the worst part of the game I, I do think the worst part of the game is the online <laughs> yeah the, uh, it's implemented badly but when it but when it works it, it works like once, what don't you, what you, don't you the, like about what don't you like about that online? everybody has to reload when someone joins or leaves uh, it yeah like, but they it, did it, that they did that in the old ones too that's what i mean <laughs> like we're, we're <laughs> true. past that true <laughs> we've had we've had <laughs> minecraft servers by now like right like it this shouldn't be a thing that needs to happen it should be like oh i've turned on my game and it's running it is running like i mean look i don't know anything about fucking like online programming however i know that other games do this so much better than this game and it makes me exhausted when i think about friends coming over to my island yeah yeah i guess it's just like it's the kind of thing that encourages you to you know just sort of take your time with it like the rest of that game does um yeah you're right i mean the the most the most i like the online system is when multiple people have their gates open and um orville at the counter um shows me actually a list of islands and like how many people are on them and who whose island is what instead of just like it all being in the dialogue and it all being a bit like obscure i'm like yes just show me show me the menu this is great (laughs) i went to my friend's house today and i hadn't been there before and she was the only one with her gates open yeah um but i have a lot of friends from twitter and like you know people that i don't really speak to that much as my my friends on switch and so like i uh went to like visit her town and they don't ask like who it is they just say do you want to yeah, they just say the, the island name like, well yeah. i guess so <laughs> like i hope it's that one yeah I um I did that the the other day I I gay crashed one of our friends from AIE because <laughs> I was like I just went to check and it was like oh th- this island's open I'm like guess we're going <laughs> uh, um I guess it's not gay crashing if your gates are open but whatever yeah but like people open their gates because they can't be bothered loading a Dodo code <laughs> assume yeah. like one friend is gonna show up yeah definitely. the one that said that they were gonna show up and <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's let's talk about this, Cloud's this, arms. this here Final Fantasy game. <laughs> um, 
Can we make it non-spoilers? Non-spoilers. No, no spoilers. No, 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 no. You, you know me. I, I wouldn't possibly dare to do that. <laughs> and neither would you. Would you, Jeremy? Gareth dies. Ah, oh, you can't no, say I'll, that anymore. I, I can. I'll just put the sound effect back in. Yeah, but you missed it last time. <laughs> yeah, but I cut it out. Ah. Oh, anyway, that was funny. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, um. So. I got this game and started playing it and couldn't stop playing it. Yep. It was the feeling I had when I finished the demo like a month ago or whenever that was, where I was like, I want to play that demo again. I want to keep playing. It was the same feeling I got, except it was a whole game. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. <laughs> um, how, have, how have you two felt about it? I, we've, we've, pl- we've all played it different amounts of times. Um. I think I'm stuck. I think I'm not motivated to play because I watched my housemate play four hours of it and then I bought my own copy and now I have to play through the same four hours. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. You can skip the cutscenes if that helps. You mm. could, and you could just, you could just. But also, Cloud's sexy. I don't yeah. really want to miss that. Fair no. enough. You could. Did you know? You know the thing about Cloud's character model, right, June? What? Say it again. You know the thing about Cloud's character model. No, it's Noctis. <laughs> what? I'm so happy. Yeah, they, 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 it's, it's, it's Noct, it's Noctis's face. That's why he looks so much like. Noctis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually. I love Noctis. him. I love so, him. So they had, they had a, cl- a cloud character model back when they did like the initial like reveal and stuff, and that was all cool. But it just wasn't like instead of them remaking another incredibly high fidelity character model, they already had one. I don't blame them, to be honest. No, because it, it doesn't look he like... He looks great. You, know, like, you don't look at that and go, oh, that's obviously Noctis. Mm. He just because looks like just a like Final Fantasy Generic boy. anime well, boy. Yeah. <laughs> side by side, though, you can really see it. Yeah. It's him. I love him. I love him. That makes me so happy. They are generic anime boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cloud's got better arms. You can't even see Noctis on, so he wears a t-shirt. Yeah. Can we talk about Cloud's outfit for a second? I love it. Yes, oh, he's wearing only, like only a, good a harness, a sweater, a sweater vest, a turtleneck. turtleneck. Oh, it's so sexy. <laughs> a gigantic parachute pants with a shoulder plate with screws in it. Like, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> That's Final Fantasy, baby. Oh God, it's so good. Everyone in this game just—this is the sexiest game. Like everybody in this game is hot. <laughs> there is no one that's not hot. Maybe Wedge. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's literally the only one. I don't know. I don't. I don't find Jesse's metal literal breastplate that sexy. If you know, like Jesse's cute though. She's oh, cute. She's yeah, cute. She's, but... she's she's perky. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I meant as a sure. Right, I'm gonna cut sure. that we out. Sure, we know. We know what you mean. No, 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 no. It's all right. Leave it in. We know what you mean. With the word peppy. No, because they um <laughs> they they literally call her out on her like on how, you know, fun and easygoing she's been throughout the first levels at some point. She's like like yeah. Biggs is like, how about all that pep? And she was like, Yeah, alright, fair enough. My my friend sent me a uh, a fake text message conversation between Jesse and Cloud, <laughs> and it's just Jesse saying, How big is that dick? And Cloud saying small, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, did you see the one that was um, about turnip prices? No. And it was like, no. how big your turnip prices? <laughs> Small, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I can't relate to that. <laughs> uh, um, so, obviously, like, you, like, June, you saw the first four hours and then picked up the game. So, like, something about it spoke to you, right? Um, yeah, Clad Sexy. <laughs> okay, well, there we are. Anyway, it's a question corner for this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm really... The, the combat, um, I'm really enjoy. Well, I, I was really enjoying as well. Um, it's really satisfying and really... I don't know, it makes me actually think about it. Yes. And I like swapping between the characters. That's really cool and how they're all <gasps> so different. Yes. Um, it's neat. It's very neat. It really is. It's It, it really makes you... Th- it's such a interesting really mix. makes you think. <laughs> it's a really interesting mix of genres, right? Because it's it's the turn-based strategy of Final Fantasy, um, mm. for the most part. Um, less so with 15, but, you know, just for, you know, more of the whatever. Yeah. It's the turn-based strategy game style where when you slow down when, you, when your meter fills and then you can make those strategic decisions of when to use your, like, your attack abilities or your spells or your healing items or your limit breaks or your summons. And you can do that. You can change who you're targeting and stuff like that. So, like, all that's really obviously good and strategical. But, like, the real-time combat of this game, like, it's less of a... It's less of a tack-on than I thought it was, even after playing the demo multiple times. And I had this is something I had to learn, like, 10, 15 hours into the game. And I feel like it's something that... It's like a 50-50 split. And if you're not paying attention to when you need to block or when you need to evade or when you need yeah. to like actually run away or make sure you're swapping your characters so the enemy focus shifts dynamically so Cloud doesn't just get pummeled over and over and over and over. Like if you're just there hitting square, that means you're never dodging, you're never blocking. And you will die. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to. Like the, this game forces you to learn each new enemy that comes along. And it... Mm. Almost makes you think of a Dark Souls game every now and then because it's like, if you don't learn, you will struggle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's it's the best of Final Fantasy and it's the best of like Kingdom Hearts because that's like that's it's it's the same combat as Kingdom Hearts just without a jump button. Right. Um, it's all about like positioning. Like you have to like attack like different parts of some bosses at like at specific times which means you got to like worry about your positioning it's not just like you're in the arena holding down square to attack yeah um and yeah a lot of it is about like moving around and deciding when to attack because some you know like if the enemy's blocking then your sword's just gonna bounce off the enemy and you like you have to like wait a second before you can start attacking again um the game will punish you if you're not like working with the rules that it's set up for you to play in yeah. um and it feels just fucking divine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, this game, at like one of the end bosses, it wasn't a bad boss. It wasn't a frustrating boss. But it was a boss that I didn't get for like five or ten minutes. And it was the closest I got to throwing my controller ever. Like I like I like slammed it against my leg. It was like the middle of the night, and the cats were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "Ah!" I'm so you just angry. Vaguely describe the boss. Uh, um, uh, trench coat. 
Yeah. Okay, can I ask a question? June, who do you think the final boss is in this game? No, don't ask. No. Sephiroth? <laughs> <laughs> no, not 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 the, not the final boss. One of one of the 18 oh, final bosses. Oh, white trench coat? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. So, like I the reason I was so angry though is because I was getting punished because I didn't get it, but hmm. I got halfway through the boss, reached one of the like cinematic checkpoints, and I was like, I don't know how I got to this point, and I'm not happy with that. I'm angry that I've managed to brute force my way through this boss fight, and I restarted it because it was right. like, I haven't won. Learn. I haven't won anything. I I don't yeah. understand what's happening yet. I want to do this right, and so I restarted the boss fight. So I could actually learn how to make it happen. And then, You'd... like, it clicked for me. I found the right combination of spells or whatever it was that I needed to do for this particular enemy. And I was like, oh, that's how you do it. And I stopped getting pummeled and, like, healing every 10 seconds. And, I and like, I you understood. You had your Sekiro moment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so um, interesting. I wasn't expecting it from this game. And I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, like, I remember, like, that exact fight, I... Um, I actually didn't lose in that fight, but what I did is like I I started I I also started getting like fucking pummeled, and then it clicked with me while I was fighting the first time, and like I like lifted for the fight. Yes. And when like when I won, I went ooh like I feel great, like I feel good at this game. Um, and it's the kind of thing uh, where it's like you you can go from being like in the red, you know, like you've got that. You've got that Call of Duty low health screen going the whole time. <laughs> you like you're in the road the whole time. Every time you get an ATB gauge, you're using Cura from one end, from one person to heal. You're casting barrier. You're just desperately trying to not die, desperately. Yep. And then the next time you can attempt it, if you if you if you've cracked a code, you can flawless the boss or, or the enemy assess? or whatever it is. Pardon? Did you use assess? All the time. Yes. Okay. Great. Like I, that ability did not leave cloud for me the entire game and i used it on every single enemy and it's a phenomenal fucking ability i mean i i was the same thing right but that's kind of what i was talking about with the mix between strategy and, and the action because you can assess and that gives you the status weaknesses and the elemental weaknesses and um some most enemies it'll give you like a strategy for like isn't vulnerable yep. to staggering when in this mode but dodging this attack something something um but knowing that like, having that strategy is great for, like, a strategy game, a turn-based strategy game, where it's like, oh, weak to ice, use ice. And that's the extent of the strategy. But for this yep. game, that's only half of it, because if you know to use ice, that doesn't help you. If you need to... If you don't know how to dodge their attack, you get yep. pinned down, one person dies, you have to heal, you have to raise them, the other person gets incapacitated. If you're not actively managing the action combat way of the way this particular combat scenario works out then that strategy that you get from the assess is worth nothing. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it 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 gives you it gives you the opportunity to defeat it, but it doesn't give you like the answer. Yeah. It just gives you like it gives you the option to find the answer. Yeah. You still okay. have to like go and like execute it and like when when it works, it like you just feel like the best. Um 
Also, the game just, like, looks and sounds, like, fucking stunning. Like, the, the lighting in it is incredible. Uh, the character models, the eyes in all of these fucking characters yeah. are so goddamn detailed. I mean, I get, like, part of it has, like, plot relevance, so they wanted to focus on it. But, like, holy shit. Like, did they, <laughs> did they get, like, actual eyeballs and put them in the cloud model and then ship that game with, like, actual pieces of, eye like, human eyeball? Because, like, it looks... It just looks so real. It looks really good. Um, like, there are some textures that, for whatever reason, don't load. Like, in the Sector 7 slums, I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the slums... <laughs> the door? The doors in the apartments. It's, it's, it's always the doors. They, they, they just... The textures don't load. <laughs> it's nope. just stuck on the low ones. Um, but for the stuff that does load, it's freaking gorgeous. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 really, it's really quite great. So during the first four hours, was that, did you get up to, so what, you got to the Sector 7 slums? Yeah. Um, did you get past that or do you just, were you just in um, that section? No, I'm in that section now. I got past it when I watched uh, my housemate play it. Okay. Um, though we got up to motorbike racing. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. next Right. Um, but I haven't played past that and yeah. I haven't played that past my own game either, so. Yeah, I mean... So, like, you're probably, like, in the middle of all the side quests, because that's the first, like, side quest bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's worth doing. You do get, like, material for doing all the side quests in that section, like... Yeah. Generally, doing the side quests do reward you, like, in a... Like, it's not just, like, here's a potion. Like, they give you something that, that is... That suits the amount of time that you've had to put into doing all yeah, of it. Yeah, it's just, um... A bit grindy because I've yeah. Not, there's not it's not new content for me. Yeah, so. yeah, and like the the first side quest section is probably the weakest. Um, yeah. that like the biggest reward you get from doing the side quests, especially later in the game, is just like the character moments that you have between Cloud and whoever you're with. Um, because mm. they're so sweet and they really like help build out those characters in a way that like you feel like you know if you didn't see it, then you wouldn't feel like you're missing anything. But like knowing what you see, it's like there's just there's just so much really great little little moments um that it's it's worth pushing through that little bit of a slog um but the missions themselves also become more interesting later on yeah um good that's good to know yeah yeah june if i were you i would just sprint through that that sector seven section mm, um till you, till you get back to the cutscenes and the and that sweet narrative goodness um yeah um mm, i might play some tonight then did all of you, you like when I was, especially in the earlier parts of the game, how how hooked in did you get by like the intrigue of like um, what's happening with Sephiroth and all of the like hallucinations and the the, the like glitchy head thing and the. So like I I just want to before we answer that I just want to all preface that none of us have finished Final Fantasy VII. Um, the originally. Original. Yes. Yes, I, and I don't know what um, Yeah. My my housemate has finished it and and she loves Seven a lot. Yeah. Both of my housemates have finished it. All three of my housemates have finished it, <laughs> and um, and they've all said that um, the way that they've streamlined the story in the remake is a hundred times better than what they did oh, in the original. It oh, is. It makes like so much more sense. You don't have to look around for side characters to get major plot information. Um, right. And they've done it so that like a lot of Cloud's PTSD flashbacks. That don't happen until after you leave Midgar. Mm. In the first one, happen you know straight away. Yeah. Um, 
So that is good information, I guess. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so I, drew, I, I was watching it slowly fall, yeah. but I didn't yeah, want to so interrupt I. you. <laughs> I didn't I want to interrupt happen. the falling because it was funny. Um. Anyway. But, so. That's like, good. it's super intriguing, right, at the start. Like, yeah. it's so like, yeah. what's happening? I don't know. Like, how is this going to work? I like Sephiroth's outfit and he's like, titty window. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's so tall, and his sword is so long. Yeah, June, you haven't <laughs> seen his sword yet, but it's the longest fucking thing in the entire game. Like, that's very good. It's like taller than Barrett. Like, it is. Oh my <laughs> it's so long. It's. So I know. It's, big. I know. It's like Final Fantasy, but like, it bugs me how Cloud's sword sits on his back. Really? It's like, how does it stay there? How does it Magnet. stay there? It like locks in. It's, it, it's, it's it doesn't. Like, it doesn't though. There's no like lock lock inable section. It's a magnet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, no, that wouldn't work because then every time you'd be like, <laughs> like d- yeah. So, um, there is one part of the story I do want to touch on, and it's not. It's not. It's not heavy spoilers at all. Um, because just like I like it. Yeah, like, it, it, it begins, like, uh, the way it begins is, like, a very, very early on section, the first time we meet Aerith. Um, mm-hmm. So, the first time we meet Aerith, you start having this conversation about, like, uh, you know, how dangerous Cloud is and how Aerith should stay away from him. Um, and then these, like, ghosts show up. Um, Dementors. They are they are just straight up dementors. The amount of times that like I was playing this game and I was just doing Harry Potter, like, <laughs> it was like quite a lot. Um, especially because that there's that one dude in the cloak. You know what I'm talking about, Gary? Oh, oh, it <laughs> sounds just... like I've got diarrhea. Oh. Um, so these um, ghostly figures are not in the original game. No. Um, and it represents a very major thing in this game. I'm not going to talk about what what they what they talk about in the end, um, but so I'm not going to talk about like the ending part of it. But what does happen is these things represent easy, easy, easy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, this isn't this isn't Final Fantasy VII. Um, this is Here we go. a it's another timeline, and so the so the reason I got really and watched Final Fantasy Advent <laughs> Children last night was because the running theory online is that the Sephiroth in this game isn't the Sephiroth from Seven, but is the Sephiroth from Final Fantasy Advent Children, which is set after Seven. What the fuck? Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, this like this is like a very very different Final Fantasy game. Oh. Um, yeah. That... Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting because the ending of this game makes no fucking sense, and that just knowing slightly maybe that that might be what's happening gives just a little bit more clueliness. Yeah. Mm. And 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 the thing is, like, so 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 this is what I think might actually happen because everyone knows about the ending of Final Fantasy VII. It's an online meme. It shows up in Wreck It Ralph. Oh. The, the the part. That the, one thing that I keep the bit that you've spoiled a bunch of times. <laughs> the, the, the 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 bit I keep bleeping out. Yeah. Um. If you know, you know. If you don't, 
I would be shocked. Um, that might not happen. You don't think? I don't know. Like, I feel like... How far, Square, how far I, in the story does that happen? I, I, I don't know. I actually don't know how far in the story it happens. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's at the end. I don't think it's at the end either. I think it's no, it's like, like halfway through, right? I, I I think it's about halfway through. Mm. Um, but what I think what I think Square are doing is to avoid because I remember like they put up this post saying don't spoil Final Fantasy VII, and I'm like, well, people already know. It's like it's as sure as the Titanic hitting an iceberg, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna watch Grace... a movie and be shocked by the by its ending. My um, housemate didn't know it until maybe like six months ago when she played Seven for the first time. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, um, we, yeah. There's no point assuming that people know because it will ruin it for someone. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, like, I I get it, but it's look anyway. Like, and I, like, I thought it was an odd choice for them to do that. And then I think the reasoning might be because th- the ending of the game might not be what actually happens in the ending of Final Fantasy VII because there's a bunch of differences. There's a bunch of different things that happen in this game that are not in the original game, like plot relevant things. Yeah. Mm. Um. We spoke about it, I think, the first time ages ago when we talked about how the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, when you blow up the foundry, um, it was Shin- uh, Shinra that actually is the ones that uh, make the foundry blow up. Yeah, because um, your bomb doesn't do enough. Yeah, your bomb, your bomb doesn't blow up the fa- your bomb doesn't blow up the foundry uh, enough, and so Shinra sends all its robots in there to start like destroying shit. Um, and uh, like these ghosts are connected to it, and so is Sephiroth in a way that like we don't really know yet, because like the the ending of this game is quite vague and it's very oh, inconclusive. This game, I'm I'm so happy. Kingdom Hearts used to be Final Fantasy, and now Final Fantasy is Kingdom Hearts. Like <laughs> they they are straight up doing like multiple timeline shit, and Nomura has gone off a cliff and like down in this fucking rabbit hole. Like the ending of this game is so fucking Nomura. It is insane um it's pretty bonkers and but like he also tells these stories that you just like you need to know what happens next that's why people that's why anyone who started kingdom hearts usually kept on going um it's really really fucking weird yeah and it makes me so so fascinated by the idea of retelling a story but making it connected to the original one but also a like also like a better version of the original story as well yeah um it's got more themes it's got like better character moments and stuff like i've 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 watched like some comparison videos um and then like watching advent children it's it's super 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 fascinating um because then it also like it also does the thing where it brings something new to fans who have already played and loved this game a million times over the past like fucking 23 years or whatever i mean and that's no easy feat right to take something that is beloved by millions of people and spin it in a way that makes it enjoyable for i mean we'll see how they stick the landing in 18 years or whenever this game gets finished but like in a way that's enjoyable for the people who haven't played it before and people who love the source material more than anything like that is one hell of a feat and like there's i'm not gonna talk about it but there's one major Happen- there's one major thing that happens at the end of the game where if you know the story of Final Fantasy VII and then you play the ending of the game, you're really, really confused why. And it's a... How can I put it? Let's say it's an appearance of a character when this character shouldn't be appearing, um, which which com- changes a lot of the backstory of Final Fantasy VII. Like a lot, a lot, a lot of the backstory of Final Fantasy VII. Um, so that's 
incredibly surprising. Um, I think the best description I saw of Final Fantasy VII on Twitter. I, I really wish I could claim this as my own, but it's but I'm but it's not, so I won't. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake is the last Jedi of the Final Fantasy series. Oh, <laughs> whoa, wow! Breaking conventions and yeah. Breaking conventions, giving something new to old guard Final Fantasy fans, which is why a lot of them are mad. <laughs> I've, I've seen way more people who are happy than people who are mad. Honestly, there's no. Oh, it's not yeah. like there's a movement or anything happening. Like, um, can we just quickly talk about how fucking fantastic the soundtrack is? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. goddamn excellent. It's so good. Like, like it's so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. The, the way that they remix the same song, like, the amount of different versions I've heard of the battle theme that's different and enjoyable and interesting and just so easy to let you get into the moment. And then if you just pause the game and sit there, like, if you're writing something, you just you can just sit there and happily listen to it for ages. There's, like, two or three songs that I heard in this game where I was like, I wish I was not in this area right now. And then the rest of the entirety of the soundtrack is just perfection. It's so good. And all of the, like, soundtracks that you buy are all of these awesome jazz remixes of... Well, not they're not, not all jazz, but a lot of them are jazz remixes of the original themes. It's just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's, 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 it's so good. Yeah. Is the best game you played all year, Gary? I mean, I haven't... I haven't I don't know that it's I've played much April. before it's Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, what's what's come out this year? That you've played. Uh... Yeah. This is why we should. This is why we should save the docs so I can go back and look through them. Um. I mean, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> it. Well, like, it took as much time out of me as Animal Crossing did. Well, it was slightly less time. But it took almost as much time out of me as Animal Crossing did. Like, over two weeks I did, like, 55 hours in Animal Crossing. And then the next two weeks I took it took 45 hours out of me from Final Fantasy. Like, And I've loved just sinking my time into these games. Like, just wanting to come home, sit down four hours, and be engaged in a way that hasn't happened in so long. Like, the cinematic nuance, not nuance, but the, 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 how cinematic this game is really pulls you through in a way yeah. that uh, God of War or Final... Uh, not Final... Or uh, um, Uncharted, like, like these top-tier single-player narrative games do. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say the story matches it, but it doesn't matter because it's compelling and enjoyable enough that it pulls you through. Except it goes for 40 hours if you want it to. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. Like, I think I think the characters match it. I think... Yeah. yeah I like, it's... Like, it, it's, it's kind of funny actually playing Final Fantasy VII for the first... Like, f- like properly for the first time. Because, yeah. like, I'm so, so familiar with so many of these characters. Mostly because I play Kingdom Hearts. But also just because they're just popular characters in, like, mm. video game culture. Like, Cloud, Barrett, Tifa, Aerith. Fuck it, like, Sephiroth as well. It's they're interesting, so... actually, like finding out their person the actual personalities yes. from like what you've just yeah. seen online you know and they're fantastic characters like they they all mesh and gel together in a way like they 
like you know when you know when you watch like the Avengers movie and you see all of the Avengers like talking and they're all like they've all got like their little things that they would have said in that moment and they say that you go ah yes that's that character it's like that for this entire game except even though I'm learning these characters for the first time I feel like I already know them so quickly because they're mm. so they're so consistently written mm. um and they have they have their beats and they have their motivations and they have their angles and worldviews and everything and they all shine when they need to shine like I was not expecting to love Barrett as much as I did Barrett is I love that man. he's so good he's got some just like when when he's fired up and when he's really really like talking about like the revolution that like that he really wants to pull off it feels so exciting and he's he's such an exhilarating person to listen to yeah because he's so his heart is all the way in it and yeah, he's got such conviction doesn't he <laughs> he does and like he knows that that he's that he's in it to a fault and he he's and he's always got that heart in his mind which is Marlene and whenever he like he knows what he's doing is like hurting the relationship that he has with his daughter because he has to be away all the time and he's always doing it for her for a better world for her and for the rest of everybody as well it's just it's like he's got his stereotypical lines but when he's got those real real like revolutionary like spiels that he does it's so fucking cool yeah um i think i just want to point out this is this is funny coming off the demo because i remember you and tootie saying that you hated the voice acting in the demo you thought it was schlocky and hammy and crap (laughs) yeah and and i didn't feel it at the time and i disagree with you then but like i I do think that they play it up in the original because it's kind of like a like a one-for-one remake of the original chapter in the in a way that none of the yeah. other chapters really are, I don't think. Um, that's what the dialogue is in that in that chapter. But um, it's also establishing characters. But yeah, no, I think it really it really suits the character and endears him to me. I think um, and yeah. as well. I, I think it, it's it's really well done. And and like I think that maybe like the opening part of that game might be the weakest part of it. Um. I think it's a like, different part. I've played it through. I played it through last night. Um, it's good. Like it's good, and it's a it's a it's a pacing in the game that um, the rest of the game really meets again, really, because it's very yeah. it's it's fast paced, and but it's also the tutorial. It's hard to it's hard to match, but I don't think many other parts of the game are like that opening scene in many different ways. Yeah, like I think like I, I remember talking to you about this when the game came out, like the day it came out. Um, I got up to the end of the demo and then i got into the open world of midgar and i remember like saying immediately like like oh wow this feels so much better out here because you've got more space to move around and do your abilities and your attacks and your spells and stuff and all of a sudden like i felt like the game had like actually shown its hand to what it's presenting and i liked that way more like i still really liked the opening of midgar like i, I thought it's really fun and it's a great little set piece but once you get that out of that area the game opens up in a really like rewarding way mm. um and I, I and i think it also does that for the writing and for the delivery of lines as well like i think like o- like almost to a fault the game has to recreate that opening area because it's so iconic and it's almost like it's almost like franchise baggage it's <laughs> like well we have to do this because this is what final fantasy 7 is it's like star wars going well we have to do a lightsaber battle because that's what star wars is well um, i mean they do have to do a lightsaber battle 
Yeah, but I mean, like, sometimes when they do it, you're like, oh, well, that was like, why did, like, and that's almost how I felt about the beginning of Final Fantasy VII. Um, it's like, well, like, yeah, I guess you had to do it. Like, I wish there was a different way you could have done it. But, like, the rest of that game is just so fucking consistently excellent. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's great. It's yeah. so good. Tifa is great. Like, Aerith is great. Like, Aerith is maybe the weakest, but that's only because she's, like, so... She's almost out of place. She's just, like, unbelievably naive. Yeah. It's just like, kind of I, her character. I remember... <laughs> There's a, there's a moment where Tifa and Aerith are ha- like having a conversation, and they start talking about shopping. And immediately, I just like roll my eyes. Yeah. But then Aerith says the line, "Yeah, I gotta go buy stuff for the bar," and I'm like, you mean oh, Tifa? like that's sorry, yeah, yeah, like yeah." So T- Tifa says, "Yeah, like I need to go buy new stuff for the bar, like coasters and shit." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's good that it wasn't like just like shopping because they're two girls." It's like, yeah, no, it's actually Tifa's character. She needs to buy more stuff for the bar because that's where like her heart lay. Yeah. Um. And they, when they are not bouncing off Cloud all the time, they have their own shining moments. That's really sweet. Um, Barrett and Aerith have have a really nice moment as well. Um, I'm glad it's not focused around Cloud all the time. Cloud plus. Yeah. 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 Like. Two final thoughts before we head into the break for this one for me. I love that they swear. <laughs> they say shit like every five words. There's bastard, there's bitch, there's... Is there a fuck? <laughs> fuck, when Cloud says there's crap. bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> How far in does Cloud say bitch? He's, he end. says to one of the enemies, he's like, bring it on, bitch. <laughs> oh. No, but he, he doesn't like Cloud, so he goes, bring it on, bitch. <laughs> He says it like Jesse in fucking um, Breaking Bad. <laughs> Bitch! Bitch! One of the... Um, <laughs> I, I do... Having played that first section again, I do like when... When he, he walks into that room and he gets closer from the others. And the soldiers say, It's over! And he's like, that's my line. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's so sexy. Oh my god. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I didn't like it the first time. And going back to it again, I'm like, Ha! You're about to wipe the floor with these guys. That's funny. I, uh, I can't believe how much I like Cloud. Like, I, like more than, like, Cloud sexy, like, I'm actually so invested in his character in a way that, like, I, I'm, like, shockingly invested in his character. He's got so much heart when he actually shows it. It's really quite I enduring. Him. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And there was, there was one other thing. Ah, oh, shining feature of this game. Pinnacle achievement of Final Fantasy VII Remake. The game time weapons. clock pauses in the menu if you leave the controller down incredible like (laughs) generation defining it's the best it's the best feature of this game and i want everything to have it moving from here on it is like a moratorium on game clocks that go forever without you like this has to be the gold standard and it should be enforced by law in every country across (laughs) the world like, I went to see Nomura's GDC talk where he talks about pausing the clock in menu. It's fucking important, okay? It's so important. And they, they nailed it. I was so happy. That's... Oh, you could, you could say, oh, it, ah, it's very good. I think my two final thoughts are uh, Barrett is the largest man in the universe. <laughs> and also, anyone who's on a train who looks at Barrett should be fucking terrified. Yeah, like, anyone who no one... has a Gatling gun for an arm. 
And because everyone else is just like a thin person in a suit. Like that's all the people that are on the train. Yeah. And Barrett is just this hulking dude with fucking like, uh, just like this fucking, the gun is so big. Where does the ammo come from? What is he firing? <laughs> um, the other thing is the idea of leveling up weapons automatically is a phenomenal fucking like addition to the game because the leveling up is not like it's not super great but it's like serviceable yeah. um but you can decide to do it or not and you can decide if you wanted to focus attack or defense or balance and so i had a bunch of different weapons for different characters that i was like swapping between to see which ones i wanted um to sort of feel out aside from cloud because i was never going to take buster sword away from cloud <laughs> um and it was great to like swap between like a f- attack focus weapons and defense focus weapons because they all share the same experience yeah it's like so great that you didn't have to level up different weapons extra yeah like there's no i never once felt like i had to grind yeah yeah definitely it's it's yeah it's really well done i um i i I could tell that we both have more to say about this um but i think we should probably move on um it's definitely time for the break um we're Thinking of doing a Gamesplores podcast, but we'll see what happens in terms of, um, you know, timelines and stuff like that. Like, June has to play the game, but we don't want pressure on June either. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, like, I, you know, we, we'll, we'll figure out a way to, to get all these thoughts down. For me, for example, I'm writing a gigantic review. So look out for that on the, on the website. Um, and, yeah, I look forward to hearing what you, uh, what you think of it if you get to play some more June. Um, mm, yeah. And so, what I've got to say, you can follow my DeviantArt at cloudbigsexyarm.deviantart.com. Surely that's already taken. I, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, By me. So, let's crack onto the question corner then. Um, we, we, we remembered what it was in advance, so it's no worries. Oh my god, the document has become a hellscape. Um, <laughs> uh, so, June, lay, us, lay, lay down the question of the corner for the week, please. Um... It is, who's your favourite NPC, but I specified it to be non... A character that doesn't, like, uh, travel with you on your journey, I suppose. So, like, a shopkeeper or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like a secondary NPC. Yeah. Mm. It's so hard. It's so hard, because all the ones that come to head come to mind, it's like... Oh, like, Joker from Mass Effect is like, no, you get to plays him and he's with you the entire way and he's actually a character um yeah this is is gonna be a tricky one um have a think everyone uh we're going to do that as well and when we do have a think we'll be right back welcome back to the minimap cast who is your favorite non-playable character is that Character in 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 games. That is the question we are trying to find out right now. That's all I got. Uh, oh yeah, June. normally I normally I throw it to June for the for the question. Yeah, I, I, can, I can answer. Yeah, I can I can answer first if you want. Um, my favorite is Jago from Skyrim. Who? Um, Jago. He's just a a Khajiit that hangs around. And- um, and he doesn't give you anything. You can just like talk to him. He's kind of he reminds me of Maik the liar, but he he's not as interesting as Maik. <laughs> not as interesting, <laughs> but more favorite. <laughs> he's um he's just very good and very cute, and he doesn't 
um, have that much personality, but his name's cool. And I think I'm just uh, fond of him because I named my D&D character after him. Like, my first D&D <laughs> character was named That's cool. So. That's a good reason. I like that. What is what do you what do you do with 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 I forgot their name already. <laughs> Jago, nothing. Jago. You just talk to him and he just talks to you, and he says something about I don't know, moon shine or whatever whatever it's called. What is it called? Skuma. Moon. Skuma? No, it's called something else, right? No, it's skuma. Moon. Uh, drug. <laughs> moon drug. <laughs> moon drug. Um, yeah, he probably talks. Moon Sugar. Moon Sugar. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I've heard um, of Moon Sugar in that game. Uh, hang on, let me read out the wiki for you. Moon Sugar is a substance native to the Tenma Forest in Southern Elsewhere. The holiest substance of the Khajiit, Moon Sugar is a daily part of lives and Elsewhere's cheese export, although it is potentially dangerous and an addictive drug. So it's like um, catnip. Probably. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it. Great. He probably has like three lines of dialogue and that's it. That's so. awesome. That's such a good he's, answer. He's good. He's very good. <laughs> Not as interesting as other characters and very <laughs> inconsequential. You spell you spell Giago like Z apostrophe D. Oh. A-R-G-O. Giago. That Sorry. breaks me a little bit. I wouldn't know J- how to say J apostrophe Z-A-R-G-O. Z-A-R-G-O. Jago. Yeah, Jago. Cool. Yeah. It's a good anyway. spelling. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, Kara, you go. <laughs> I wrote all my answers down in the doc in code, so I didn't give it away, but so I could remember them. Um, so I've got LDV, BDL, and ABL. Um, uh... You you two guessed one of them, which was ABL, which was like, like Abel, Abel. as in like the the Abel sisters in Animal Crossing. Like I don't know, like I just really like Mabel. Mabel's really nice. I like that she's a hedgehog or porcupine or whichever one she is. It's good. It's like looking at a good version of Sonic. <laughs> yeah, when I um when I called up JP Hi-Fi to ask him to put that amiibo on site on a hold for me um. I had to like try and explain <laughs> the one that I wanted. Yeah. And he's like, uh, the one that looks like knockoff hedge, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm like, yeah, that one. He's like, okay. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so that, that's um, one of them. Carrie, have you spoke to Sable much? Uh, every now and then. Every, not, yeah. I'm, has she, has she opened up to you yet? No, not yet. Okay. Should I just talk to her like 18 times in one day or just like once a day for a nah, few days? No, just talk to no, her every day. It's like once a day. Okay, mm. cool. I figured it was something like that. Unlike Gulliver, who, like, takes so long to wake up from the beach that I actually just left him alone and he disappeared. <laughs> yeah, he's he died. Now. You killed him. <laughs> he's come back a couple of times. <laughs> he drowned. He's he got good dialogue. Him. He's funny to listen to. Um, so that what leaves us with... Two? What? What are the other two? That leaves us with LDV and BDL. What do you think these two are, you two? Dick, Dick Leon Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be BD, BDT right. for BD Twunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, the existence of Twunk already confirms Big Dick. Anyway, let's, let's move on. 
<laughs> it's, it's redundant. Um, LDV is Leonardo da Vinci in Assassin's Creed 2. Ooh, the, the hug bit. Yeah, the hug bit that I've missed more than once. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, you get to hug Leonardo da Vinci? You do. Yeah, because there's like there's random cutscene, like quick time events in that game that pop up once every three to five hours. <laughs> so you forget about and, uh, them. And they're missable. They're inconsequential as well. <laughs> I don't mean anything. It's like, it's like, drink the coffee that has been offered to you. Or hug Leonardo when he's happy. Or like... And like, it's the only time it happens with like... It like happens once with each character, just seemingly randomly. It happens a bunch at the start, but like then never again. So it's very. Some of these cutscenes are quite long. Yeah. So you put the controller down, which is why you miss them all the fucking time. And then you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Leonardo is great. He's got he's so positive, mm-hmm. and like friendly, even though he's clearly helping you to murder people. Like he's great. Yeah. He's so who is BDL? Beetle. Beetle. Beetle from... Yeah. From Zelda. Oh, I yeah. Knew, I knew someone one. was going to say that. Mm. Right. But I knew someone would have to have said that. Yeah. It's... Beetle's great. And I love that yes. Beetle's in so many of them now. So in Breath of the Wild and Skyward Sword and Wind Waker. I think that's it. I think maybe some of the DS games, but... Um, Beetle's so funny. He creeps me out. Yeah, he's, he's, pretty, he's a bit creepy. <laughs> but, like... It's kind of like Toad, you know, where you do the Toad voice. It's like, thank you! <laughs> you know, you just do it like, thank you! <laughs> Bye-bye! He's just so strange. And, like, in Skyward Sword, when he's in the he's in the flying house that flies around Skyloft, and you have to shoot the bell with the slingshot, and that prompts the winch to lower the rope. And then you hop on the rope and hang there while it pulls you up. And then you can enter the house. Right. And if you go in there and you have a look at the stuff and then you don't like what he has for offer, he was like... And he, by the way, he's pedaling the whole time to keep the house afloat. So he's on a bike, sweating his ass off. He's like, oh, oh, what do you want? Do you want a hard piece or an equipment pouch? Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> like, and if you leave without buying anything, he's like, you're so ungrateful. And he just dumps you out the bottom. There's a trap door that he pulls a, a wind for. He's like, you suck. <laughs> and he dumps you back onto the onto the skyloft. It's so funny. And then if you, like, there's a bed in there, and if you go to sleep there, he, like, flies home to his island, like, away from skyloft, and you wake up on the island with, with Beetle. He's sitting by the campfire, and there's fireflies. He's like, hey, what's up? I didn't want to wake you. And also, like, that's fine. When you want to go back home, just go to sleep again, and I'll take you there. <laughs> I don't know. Beetle's great. That's a that's a good one. I like Beetle. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> I'm gonna cut out the good one and only leave the bad one. <laughs> no, no, that was that was Toad. That second one was Toad. That wasn't that yeah. was Beetle. None of those were good. Uh, my favorite NPC mm-hmm. uh, is the one and only Lobster Cop from Frog Detective Two. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Good answer. <laughs> um. For only because I think I think there's only like one or two pieces of dialogue with Lobster Cop um, in the game, but I'm just going to uh, quickly share it with you. Um, how do I do this? Share screen. Share this screen. Share. Cool. Whoa, Lobster uh, so Cop's tall. Lobster Cop is very tall. 
difficult. So uh, I'm just going to narrate it. Um, oh Lobster Cop goes, ah, it's the famous frog detective. Detective goes, exclamation mark, famous? I'm not famous. Haha, <laughs> perhaps not, but I'm sure you will be soon. Wow, I hope so. What brings you to my office, detective? Frog detective goes, um, well, I guess I was just leaving my office, actually. I work next door, right here. Lobster Cop goes, oh, I thought that was a cupboard. Nope, <laughs> that's my office. I've been pulling all my cleaning supplies in there. Yes, I've noticed. I'm in there working every time you do it. <laughs> I even say, this is my office. And then you say, sure is little cleaning frog. <laughs> and then I say, I'm a crime-solving frog, not a cleaning frog. But usually you're gone already. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Excuse my ignorance, detective. I wasn't trying to offend. I'm a very busy boy. Head full of mysteries. Sometimes I forget to be polite. If I was polite all the time, I would have never have time to solve crimes. <laughs> Maybe. But that's why I'm not as talented as you, lobster cop. <laughs> Perhaps. But detective, you must keep trying. Never give up. I can give you some tips if you'd like. This, this doesn't take long. Wow. Yes, please. Tip number one. Pay attention. <laughs> you should make sure you are looking at things and paying attention to words. <laughs> Yes, quite right. Lobster Cop goes, tip number two, everyone's a suspect. Even you. I will suspect myself much more from now on, Detective says. Good call, says Lobster Cop. Tip number three, carry a notebook. Oh, I'm not really big on books, says Detective. They are, without exception, factually inaccurate. Factually inaccurate. Detective, don't be foolish. A book you write yourself cannot be factually inaccurate if you are writing facts. I suppose you're right. I don't have a notebook, though. Well, it's your lucky day. I have a spare notebook on my desk. Um, Frog Detective 2 is a delight and everyone should play this game. Wow. We should just, we should just read that out is the like that game on podcast one day. <laughs> it could be a little just radio so play. Funny. It's so good. <laughs> oh, funny. Anyway, Lobster Cop is the best NPC in any video game. <laughs> I like his like perpetual smile. Yep. Toothy, Toothy grin. grin. Yes. Uh, well, let's crack on with the news. We're going a little long because uh, it turns oh, out. Oh, hey, wait, hang on a second. Oh, sorry. What's the next question? question. You want the next question? Puff the um, brakes. I want to know what your favorite video game peripheral is. Oh. As in, like, uh, I have my answer. Is it Rob the robot? You know what I'm trying. What you know what I'm getting at? No, it's you Eye of Judgment for at? PlayStation Three. <laughs> is it the little the the light that you can clip onto the top of your Game Boy? Ooh, strong contender! Mm -hmm. Do you have the one that looked like an alien eye? I don't remember. I had. I, one. I, I like the magnifying glass. I just glass relied one. on the the street lights. <clears throat> uh, all right. So I'm gonna do something we never do and write that down in the doc. So, what's <laughs> your favorite peripheral? And that way, next week, next time, we'll know what the question is. Excellent. That's so good. Um, the Circle Pad Pro for the three, three Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, yeah, I, those. <laughs> I got to play one of the two games that was supported for it, which is Kingdom Hearts. Do you, do you still get people asking for it at work? Because I remember no, it used no. to be asked for a fair bit. No, I've, I've, never. I've, I've literally never had someone ask for it. Yeah. No? Have you ever traded one in? No. Nope. I have multiple times. I can't say I envy you. No. No. Me neither. Um, so, it's been a bit of news. There's actually 
it's been a really weird news week. Like, there's been, like, real news and, like, crunch news that isn't bad and then, like, just the fucking weirdest shit on the planet. So, like, let, let's kick it off with with the new PlayStation 5 remote controller being revealed. Um, so, I'm just going to read from the PlayStation blog announcement thing. Um, obviously, this is an audio podcast. We don't have video. I highly recommend you look up pictures of the DualSense controller. Um or just look up Not PS5. Not a fan of that name. Yeah, no, I, I miss DualShock, but I guess like Rumble is. Oh no, but anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get to it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna read the thing. Uh, so we've reached an exciting milestone with PlayStation Five as we're starting to ship our new controller in its final design to developers who are implementing its unique features into their games. But first, we wanted everyone in the PlayStation community to get a first look at the DualSense wireless controller and hear our vision for how the new controller will captivate more of your senses as you interact with the virtual worlds in PS5 games. The the features of DualSense, along with PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech, will deliver a new feeling of immersion to players. Uh, How do we build on the success of the DualShock 4? Uh, They say something about the controller not having a share button anymore, but it's got a create button, so it sounds like it's functionally the same thing. Um, Let's see here... After thoughtful consideration, we decided to keep much of what gamers loved about the DualShock 4 intact, while also adding new functionality and refining the design. Based on like our discussion- ugly. <laughs> it's so ugly. <laughs> Based on our <laughs> discussions with developers, we concluded that the sense of touch within gameplay, much like audio, hasn't been a big focus for many games. Wait, audio is a focus for games, isn't it? At- <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't play your game silent? No, I don't. <laughs> Unless it's something I've already played for 400 hours. We had a great opportunity with PS5 to innovate by offering game creators the ability to explore how they can heighten that feeling of immersion through our new controller. This is why we adopted haptic feedback, which adds a variety of powerful sensations you'll feel when you play, such as the slow grittiness of of driving a car through mud. We also incorporated adaptive triggers into the L2 and R2 buttons of DualSense, so you can truly feel the tension of your actions, like when drawing a bow to shoot an arrow. Uh, Adaptive triggers, we consider the... Uh, they say they tried to fit in the new hardware without giving it a bulky feeling. Um, the designers were then able to draw the lines of how the exterior of the controller would look and feel with the challenge of making the controller feel smaller than it really looks. Unfortunately, the, the designers were on acid while they were doing it and decided <laughs> to make something that's horrific and like, <laughs> it should be put back in hell where it came from. In the end, we changed the angle of the hand triggers and also made some subtle updates to the grip. Um... DualSense also adds in a built-in microphone array, which will enable players to easily chat with friends without a headset. Ideal for jumping into a quick conversation. But of course, if you're planning to chat for a longer period, it's good to have a headset handy. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to hear like fucking. Hey, I'm really enjoying playing this game with you. <laughs> that worked way better than I think you know, because yeah. we got like we got like coil wine off of whatever you put that next to. Like, just <laughs> like everyone's everyone's been there when you're playing like PUBG and someone's clearly the their gaming setups in their parents' kitchen. <laughs> yeah, dogs barking and like someone's coming like, "What do you want for dinner?" Like, I don't know, I'm playing the game. And someone else is playing Just Dance in the lounge room, which is also yeah. like the other side of your TV. Yeah. And the dad's doing hammer practice in the garage. Yeah. Hammer practice. <laughs> hammer practice. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hammer Practice should be the name of my band. Hammer Practice! <laughs> Honey, we're gonna need a new house soon. I'm running out of space yeah. to do Hammer Practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, reading on. Now, let's talk about the colors. Traditionally, our base controllers have a single color. As you can see, we went a different direction this time around and decided on a two-tone design. Additionally, we changed the position of the light bar that will give it an extra pop. On DualShock you can 4, see it this time. <laughs> on DualShock 4, it sat on the top of the controller. Now it sits at each side of the touchpad, giving it a slightly, li slightly larger look and feel. Yeah, under Blade your hands. Um, we settled on this final design. Wide range of ga gamers with a variety of hand sizes. Great ergonomics. Our goal with DualSense is to give gamers the feeling of being transported into the game world as soon as they open the box. <laughs> we want gamers yeah. to feel like the controller is an extension of themselves when they're playing. So much so that they forget it's even in their hands. Alright, that's enough of the blog. <laughs> oh, Play breaking news, PlayStation openly calling all gamers ugly by just giving them a <laughs> controller designed for them. I like the idea of forgetting you've got a controller in your hands and then trying to use your hands and you just like scratch your face with my, like you just shove the controller into your head. <laughs> I was forgetting you've got a controller in your hands, so you look down and you go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's just actually describe the controller, right? So it looks very different from any DualShock controller before in the past, which is maybe why they named it something differently, right? It's not the first time they've named their controller something different, though. The first PlayStation 3 controller, which looks like a DualShock, was called Six Axis. Which is a very cool name, to be honest. Yeah, that was a cool name for the for the controller. So I don't know why they're making a bit... Because they did this, like... They've literally done this before. Because you know what's going to happen? In four years, they're going to fucking bring out the DualShock 5 because people aren't actually going to be happy no, with No, but this. do you know why they called the, the PS3 controller Six Axis and not a DualShock? Because it didn't have Rumble, That's... which is the whole point of DualShock. Yeah, I can't believe they shipped the controller without fucking rumble. Yeah, it's like tanked. <laughs> so anyway, this is this has rumble already, so they can't they can't fuck around. <laughs> just call it the DualShock Five. Why wouldn't you just call it DualShock Five? Because it's very they, different. And they can make the S and Shocker number five. Ah, oh, <laughs> hire this man. DualShock V for victory. <laughs> so it's very different. It's much wider, um, and much like curvier. Like it looks like a single piece rather than like. Um, the, the the DualShock 4 where it's got like the the buttons and then like the prongs that come off it like the like the current DualShock has like the controller at the in the middle and then like handle prongs you know whereas this this next one is it's a bit more rounded it's a bit more of a contiguous piece um, it looks than, like an Xbox controller it does look most like an Xbox controller than yeah. any previous iteration they've had definitely um, it's got it white like a... it's got a white face um around like eve from wally yeah it does it does it's got a white face um on the front from the touch bar and then the touch bar has got like this angular thing where the light bar sits under it and then where the thumbsticks go is like this black plate so like the bottom third of the controller on the front is black and then the rest of the housing is white um it's and then the buttons all of the face buttons are white so like the the the, the square then the triangle and the d-pad and the options menu and whatever and then the, the triggers and the thumbsticks and the like playstation button are all black um, it looks like the fucking robo sapien a toy from 2000 and 
Five. Oh fuck! The one with the screen. Did it have a screen? Screen yeah, over just the face. Robot. Yeah, it wasn't actually a screen. It was just like lights. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't that? Wasn't that advanced? Well, what is a screen if not lights, Jeremy? <laughs> Look, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's a weird design, and when I first saw it, like a week ago, when it was announced, I didn't like it. Um. And a week from then, I still don't like it. It grew on me over the day um, of that first day. Like, I glanced it, like, later in the day. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a DualShock. Like, I get it. That's my Sony controller. I like the DualShock 4. I'm sad that it's changing. Um, but I hope this one's good. I only hope that the, lo- that the buttons can light up. Because the buttons look semi-transparent, and if they can light up, then you can do, like, cool, like... This button's flashing in this game, so you got to hit it. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope it does. That would be I cool. like gimmicks. It would be, but also they heard the complaints about low battery life because of the light bar in the first one. So, for the DualShock 4. Not yeah. the first one. Um, I, I, like, I like the sound of all of the things. Like I like that the light bar's in the middle so you could see it. I like the sound of the, ha- the haptic feedback. Cool. But, like, the ergonomics of the controller... This is a controller I need to feel in my hands before I give a verdict on it. Like, it's very... I can't decide on this thing before I feel it. What the fuck is this console going to look like? I that this is the controller? Because they usually oh, make no, it look... no, I haven't even thought about that. I'm kind of, oh, I'm kind no. of excited, because I'm kind of... I wish I had a white PS4, and I don't. I've got a black one. Why you would can. you want a white console? You know, it gets dusty, and it's just a black console anyway. I don't know, I'll clean it more often. <laughs> it's black console anyway. <laughs> no, I like the I like the idea of it. I don't mind if something prompts me to clean it more often. Like that's probably a good thing, especially this day and age. Like, no. I'm ready no. for it. I'm ready for no. it. I'm I'm cautiously no. optimistic. Have surprise, Have you all surprise. seen the the prototype for the PS5? What it looks like? I, yeah, I mean, I've seen the the V dev kits yeah. that they've shipped. Yeah. What if what if the console looks like that? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's not an option, Jeremy. It's not an option. Like, the thing is, so, like, the, the rumor the rumor going around is the reason they haven't shown off the console yet, because this is the, not the latest, but they're, they're getting up to it. Um, latest have gone with the launching in a year without showing the console is because they haven't finalized the design because they can't keep the heat down far enough. Oh. That's that's a that is a rumor floating around that like that the the reason that they haven't shown off the design yet is because they haven't finalized it because I mean, they that they're having trouble dealing with like temperatures. Xbox um, haven't finalized their design until E3 2013 for the one, so like it's not unprecedented. We'll hear about it by E3. No, that they showed it off when they first announced the Xbox. Remember, because they made a joke about it, saying we will show you the box today. Oh, okay. I think I'm thinking of. PS5. Sony then. When did PS4... Yeah. I don't think they showed it off till... They didn't show it off until E3. Andrew House yeah. came out on stage with the... Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying we're getting close to it, but I'm saying the ru- yeah. like if the rumour is true that like like they don't have to abide by E3 laws anymore anyway, um, so like they can take as long as they want, but it's also like... What, what is this fucking box going to look like? It's going to like... Look like a fucking... Do you, you see like those like... Leaked what the PS5 looks like, and it's like a 
it's like a ball and there's like a blue screen on it and it's got the word like Sony written on it. It looks like ugly ass font and it's like fake videos. Like, what if it just looks like one of those? Because this controller looks like a fake PS5 controller. <laughs> like, I think I said when I, when I saw it for the first time, like this controller looks like a fake controller that you would see in the GTA game because they don't want to play favorites with the consoles. You're this is the right. controller. This this is the controller for the Game Station 80 or yeah, whatever. This is this is the controller for the um for the like Sony has paid to be included to have the PlayStation 10 included in like altered carbon. And so they've like created <laughs> yeah. a futuristic looking controller. Yeah, back when like Sony used to make Spider-Man use the later Sony phones. Yeah. This is the Game Station that that um Tom Holland is going to use in the next Marvel movie. <laughs> Did anyone ever read alex Ryder? no every game because he's like this 14 year old kid right and he's like a spy and every <laughs> every book would end and and his like not parent like housekeeper would be like what do you want to do alex now that you've been now that you've saved the world and he's like oh i really want to get a new playstation 3 console to play assassin's creed 2 trademark <laughs> but like it's it was funny because every it was all set within the one year but the books yep. took like 15 years to write so the end of the first book he's talking about game boys and the end of the eighth book he's talking about assassin's creed 2 in the same year <laughs> that was funny um yeah i'm cautiously optimistic i'm excited i mean it'll come with my console so like i'll use it ps4 controller like we have a choice i know right wait did the ps4 controller work on the ps5 did they say that i think they have said that yeah yeah i think they did say that okay that's that's at least something won't have the haptics though. Oh no! <laughs> it won't have it's that that sense. I do want to also point out on my Twitter, I made a good tweet, which was uh, dual sense, more like dream sense. Beside a picture of the Dreamcast controller from Sega. Pretty good. Mm, you did it. Yeah, I, I totally believe both of you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going to uh, edit in cricket sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know which of these to start with. Let, let's let's end with the weird one. So, Jeremy, can you handle the, the new news that came out about Rockstar um, overnight? Yeah. Um, so, Jason Schreier put out an article on Kotaku.com uh, talking about how since... Uh, like, the headline is, 18 months after Red Dead Redemption 2, Rockstar has made big cultural changes. Um, Thank the Lord. <laughs> uh, April 16, 2020, filed to the category development hell. I'd like to find <laughs> out. Oh, that's funny. Um, uh, yeah, like, the, 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 like a lot of it is mostly talking um, to uh, Jennifer Co- uh, Co- Colby? Co- Kolb? How do you? K O L B E. Yeah, it's either of the two that you said. Yeah. Um, (laughs) An executive at Rockstar um, uh, who sent out an email uh, to staff with a list of bullet points um, talking about ways to improve and ways they are improving the culture at Rockstar Games. Um, uh, Part of the article, like I'm just just pulling quotes out of the email, um, which is quoted in the article. Um, 
We have taken conscious steps to improve our approach to developing games in order to reduce the need for overtime. We realize we still have plenty to do in this area and will continue to take steps so we can more accurately predict and schedule games and DLC in a way that is more sustainable, but we still allows us creative flexibility to iterate on the incredibly ambitious and complex games we make. Um, uh, yeah, it's... So someone, uh, a Rockstar developer... Uh, has spoken to Jason as well, um, and he's quoted here saying, it does seem like a healthier culture overall. Uh, we'll see in a year or two if I'm pulling my hair out, but it does seem like we're moving in the right direction for being a company the size that we are. We'll see if I'm um, bald next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it, it seemed like overall a good thing um, that they have proactively taken steps. Um proactively actually maybe i might not use that word i might say reactively taken steps yeah, but that's a good um point. we'll 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 see we'll see how it goes there um there's, there's one uh, quote i've seen here just flicking through it so yeah. from one rockstar employee it's like there's an operation to get rid of bad eggs there are still bad eggs around don't get me wrong but it feels like their days are numbered <laughs> i i am so curious <laughs> how much of this has to do with a, with one of the houses leaving right like Yep. This is like sure eclipses happen, but everything only lines up perfectly very, very rarely. Um, so I really, really do wonder how much of it has got to do with one less houser in the house. Well, I mean, the question is which came first, right? Did the executive say, "Hey, we need to change because we yeah. can't afford another PR disaster"? And the chicken and they or the were bad like, egg. that means no more crunch. And Dan was like, "That's not acceptable. That's the only way I work." And then he fucked off, or like. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. And we good chance we'll never know because fucking Rockstar is secretive as all hell. Oh, man. Um, but um, it's worth pointing out good news. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, especially considering how many times we, we've pointed out Crunch articles in the past and specifically these Red Dead 2 Crunch articles when the game came out um, 18 months ago. Um, man, we've been doing this a while. <laughs> Um, so, who has been following this cooking mama debacle? No, Me. but I'm so excited to hear about it. Okay, so oh, it's... You don't know? I don't know. I've seen, oh I've seen articles. I haven't read anything about it, though. Okay, so June, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the IGN articles that have come out over the last couple of days. It seems the last couple of days some sort of concrete facts have come out. Um... Mm. So I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do? There's been two articles that have come out from IGN the last couple of days. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk through both of them, and any um, gaps that they don't talk about, uh, we'll we'll fill in. Um, so this is from Joe Scrabbles um, at IGN. Cooking Mama creator says Cookstar release quote unauthorized is considering legal action. Office Create says it terminated the license, but the game is still on sale. So. The Cooking Mama series creator, Office Create, has called Cooking Mama Cookstar's release on Switch unauthorized and said it has not licensed a PS4 version of the game currently listed for release. The company is now evaluating legal action against Cookstar publisher, Planet Entertainment. The statement today helps clear up a number of factors in the confusing story of Cooking Mama Cookstar's release. In a public statement today, Office Create explains that it licensed Cooking Mama to Planet Entertainment in August 2018. However, ahead of release, the license holder, quote, rejected a wide range of deficiencies affecting the overall feel, quality, and content of the game, unquote. According to Office Create, Planet was contractually obliged, no, contractually obligated 
to then, quote, correct the identified deficiencies and resubmit the corrected game for Office Create's approval, unquote. However, Planet Entertainment went on to release the game through Nintendo eShop, which was shortly after pulled from release and remains unavailable to buy digitally, and physical copies of the game were released to retailers. According to the license holder, this was, quote, an unauthorized release in breach of Planet's contract with Office Create. Several retailers in the US have now removed listings for the boxed game, but as of time of writing, Cooking Mama Cookstar is available from major re- European retailers. IGN has now reviewed one of those physical copies, awarding <laughs> the game a 3 out of 10. Oh, Jesus. Office Create says it subsequently terminated Planet Entertainment's license for the game and is, quote, evaluating all legal action against Planet to protect our customers' intellectual property rights and the Cooking Mama series. Unquote. It seems likely that the game will not receive another digital release, at the very least while the dispute is going on. Um, My copy is arriving tomorrow. Oh, that's <laughs> very might, exciting. I managed to secure the last copy EB Games has in, in, in the country. Five minutes after it was... So five minutes before, before I checked, it was out of stock. I checked, someone had returned the game. Oh. I called them up, immediately put an online order through and got it guaranteed. This is after you'll have to let us, you'll have to let us know what you think. This this is after I did that also about four days prior, and my order got cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Um. So three out of ten. Three out of ten. Mm-hmm. So Cooking Mama is so good though. How can you fuck up Cooking Mama? I know, right? I yeah, it's so strange. So I'll read I'll read the rest of this. Um. So, this statement confirms several elements of an anonymous interview given to Screen Rant, which also claims that Office Create used its contacts at Nintendo to have the game pulled from sale. A separate anonymous source speaking to IGN also stated that there had been disagreements between Planet and Office Create when the license holder visited to offices of developer first playable productions last year. That's a confusing sentence. Um, Office Create's statement does not mention first playable's involvement at any point. Office Create's statement also brings up the mooted PS4 version of the game, effectively saying it is unaware of any version of the game outside of Nintendo Switch. Quote, Office Create has not licensed Planet or any other entity to create any Cooking Mama games for PS4. Office Create itself has not been involved in the development of any PS4 Cooking Mama game. Unquote. At time of writing, Cookstar's European distributor, Coke Media, still lists the PS4 version of the game with a release date of May 12th. IGN spoke to a representative Coke Media last week who was unable to confirm whether the PS4 version was still coming, despite that listing. Um, it's another twist in an already bizarre story, which previously forced First Playable to deny the game was secretly mining cryptocurrency while you played. IG- IGN reached out to Office Create for comment on the Screen Rant article last week, but has received no response. Planet Entertainment hasn't replied to IGN requests for comment for several weeks. So that was, that was the first article I saw this morning, and then there's been an update. So this is from Matt Kim. Hopefully, this, I'll, I'll try and keep this one brief, but there's been a response. Um, Cooking Mama, Cookstar Publisher, says it's, quote, fully within its rights, unquote, to release the game. Matt Kim from IGN. Planet Entertainment, the publisher contracted to release the new Cooking Mama game at the center of the bizarre controversy, has fired back at allegations that it was not authorized to release the new Cooking Mama Cookstar. The Japanese creators of the Cooking Mama series, Office Create, released a statement earlier today. Yeah, yeah, we covered that. As such, Office Create seemingly requested the new Cooking Mama game to be pulled from digital retail, hence why the title mysteriously disappeared. In a counter-statement released by Planet Entertainment, the company says that, quote, Planet is fully within its rights to publish Cooking Mama Cookstar, and that, quote, there is no active litigation or ruling that prevents Planet from publishing the game. 
Planet admits there were some, quote, creative differences, unquote, that arose towards the completion of Cooking Mama Cookstar that, quote, were outside the scope of our agreement and the game design approved by Office Create, unquote, but that it was still allowed to publish the game. At this time, Planet Entertainment is selling copies of Cooking Mama Cookstar on its official website and used physical copies can be found online. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. So, what the fuck? <laughs> I, it's just like, what a story. Put your dirty laundry away. We don't want to see it. <laughs> no, keep airing it. I can't <laughs> stop feeding on it. It's so fucking fascinating. It's so weird. It's so wild that even in like such a digital age that a game can still be so caught up in like this incredible red tape of like ownership and like copies are not out there. People are hawking copies for like 200 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's wild. And like, it, it, it okay. kind of came out of nowhere too. Like, no, like it, I don't think it's been a part of any Nintendo direct, like Nindies, anything like, Cooking Mama no, used to be like a big hit and it's just been like quiet, dead quiet. And now it's the biggest news of the last couple of weeks for bad reasons. <laughs> oh, it's it's nuts. And like, I, I feel like I couldn't have made that up, you know, like, like I could have predicted <laughs> any part of that was going to happen. Yeah. It sounds like an improv bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, June, you, you just like heard the details and how did that strike you? It's silly. It's, I don't know. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> Do you want to get Cooking Mama Cookstar now more than you did before? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, me either. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with this game. Jeremy can have the uh, his little slice of gaming history and get it framed. Put an extra photo of my real mama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's your. It's a weird collection of news stories this week. I highly recommend you look at um, pictures of the Jewel Sense so you understand what we were talking about. It's a little hard to get get across while we are, uh, while we're just discussing it without words, with only words rather. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to us talk this week and gush about Final Fantasy and talk about islands and controllers and Rockstar and we've had a great time, haven't we? Mhm. Cloud is hot. You're right, Kerry. <laughs> if you want to hear more about Cloud being hot, check out minimap.com.au for the full review coming up soon. I haven't mentioned Cloud's hotness at all, but no, you know, you maybe to. I will you've now just, that I've you've just dug your, You've just dug your hole. You're going to have to mention something. Well, you're... As, as, as your managing editor, I'm going to need you to include this into the review, Kerry. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, the boss says, and you'll all have to tune you'll all have to have a look at the website and read the review to see if i include something in it um but yeah thank you for listening this happens every couple of weeks we'll be doing another one in another couple of weeks um if you want to keep up with what we're releasing uh get notifications on like new stuff that's coming out on the website you can follow the minimap twitter account at minimap au or follow either or all of us um my twitter is at kj palmer underscore 24 june's is Jinez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. Jeremy's is... At Obi-Wan-Jez. And... The end. And you can also support oh. us on Patreon. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, thanks so much for listening. I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks and seeing what we play 
without new releases. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's been really fun these last couple of weeks to have like stuff that we've all wanted to play that's been coming out. But I'm interested to see what we what we get up to when um when the release hype is sort of died down a bit. I mean, it'll probably still be Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy for me, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. So until next time, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye.